Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about a group of high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name is Riley Wesson, and I am joined by my friends and my players who are about to set out on their fun fey field trip. Oh yeah, super fun. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. I was coerced. You guys are going to have the best time. It was not consensual. <laughs> Don't worry, you have a chauffeur. Hi, I'm Brandon Lindsay, and I play Cecil McNamara. And uh, today's question, what is the meaning, if any, behind your name? For Cecil, he was named after Cecil Rhodes. Uh, there was kind of an expectation for him to, uh, at, at some point, become a Rhodes Scholar. His father was, his older brother is. And yeah, he's kind of expected to. Uh, his middle name... Do we even know Cecil's middle name? We have middle name? Yeah, uh, <laughs> at least for, for Cecil. Uh, Brian doesn't have one. Yeah. He was named after his father's favorite general slash uh, just American icon, all around icon, um, Eisenhower. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't really tell. I now realize why we haven't known Cecil's middle name all this time. Yeah. My name is Daniel Grisco, and I play Brian Tolkien um, on this ridiculous podcast. And... Um, <laughs> This godforsaken show. We're about to put a <laughs> we're about to put a dollar in the therapy jar. Brian was named after his grandfather on his mother's side Ooh. in in an effort to kind of bridge uh, the gap of them disowning her when she got married to Brian's dad, and it uh, it didn't work at all. So Brian bears the name of a man who has completely disowned his family. Jeez, Ooh. and there's my dollar. <laughs> and, he, yeah. and he doesn't have a middle name because they were hoping the first one would be enough. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Alrighty then. Um, I'm Andy Dinehart, and I'm the voice of Victoria Hightower. She was not given a middle name either. Her mother uh, chose that more as like a marketing ploy, especially with with her designs on building the Hightower industry of sorts, even prior to me being born. So another dollar in the therapy jar is what I'm hearing. Sure. <laughs> yep. Parents named you Can for a you marketing say ploy. Mommy issues. I think if Victoria was able to choose a middle name because, you know, she grew up in, and like all her friends had middle names. Um, I think she would pick the name Danielle. There's another dollar in the therapy jar. Yep. yep. <laughs> Just gonna wad that up and three pointer. <laughs> Swish. And my name is Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master. When you first said, what is the meaning behind your name? I thought you meant like literal meaning. And so because I was at home, I went and ran into my bathroom because I've had this like <laughs> thing with my name that has like all this different stuff about it. Wow. Uh, it's like apparently the origin of Riley is Irish. Uh, it means <laughs> valiant. Um, it has like different things about like character, feelings, inherent intellect uh and various things but then when you started talking i was like oh like how did you get your name yeah um so for that uh it was literally my parents were going to see a movie while my mom was pregnant with me and one of the actors in the cast was named riley and they were like that's a cool name let's go with that and that's man that was it (laughs) just a name on a screen and then he became an actor and they thought dear god (laughs) 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 The prophecy has been fulfilled. We have to go back. (laughs) 
last session on D Hall and Dragons, things went sideways as the students were discovered infiltrating the camp despite their best efforts. In the chaos that ensued, Brian and Cecil managed to get away while Victoria managed to get Karlik through the pantry's portal, but was felled in her attempt to escape herself. After waiting for their friend, Cecil and Brian realized Victoria wasn't coming, and climbed atop Gandalf the giant goat and Gumbo the bear to charge in for a rescue. They blazed a trail through henchmen and snow, and Brian reached Victoria just in time for a last-second lay on hands to bring her back to life, but not before one of the henchmen was able to notify the hand of the situation. As she appeared at the end of the field, the students stuck between a rock and a hard place took a gamble and tore up their contract of planar binding they'd been tricked into signing when they first arrived and dove through the portal to escape into the cafeteria. After the strange sensation of planar travel, they found themselves in a nebulous space with nothing but a small pathway leading to a cozy, nondescript building. Encouraging one another to move forward despite the circumstances, they entered the structure to find a cozy, hip atmosphere filled with the scent of coffee and a number of creatures, including Carlick sitting comfortably at a table and a small pixie girl behind the counter, welcoming them to Centaur Bucks. And that's where we are now. I'm not going to lie, I forgot about that, and I'm just as mad. Question, does she have a cool little pixie haircut? Like multicolored? Actually, yeah, she's like, she's very tiny. She's a pixie. Um, but she has like a leather jacket with like a scarf and like a pixie cut with pink on the long part of her hair and like blue on the really short shaved side. Mm -hmm. And she's got like a pair of goggles for some reason on her head and just this kind of vibe that tells you that she is not like the other girls. Gotcha. Because she's queer as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this pixie is uh, welcoming you in. Uh, uh, hi. Uh, yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I help you? Oh, thank God. Can I get a venti iced cold brew? Oh, for no. the love of God. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, iced cold brew. All right. Yeah. And actually, can I get like two pumps of classic in that, and just like a splash? Two pumps of classic. Mm -hmm. Splash of cream. Okay. Do you want? Do you want sweet cream, vanilla cream, salted caramel <gasps> oh. cream? Any preference? Oh my God. Or... Salted caramel cream. Let's go. Salted caramel. Yeah. Smart woman. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, she scribbles down. Can I get anything for you guys? Uh, do you have any muscle milk? Not any muscle milk on us. Sorry. Uh, we've got we got some owlbear claws. Uh, if you'd like some of those, uh, we've got some good berry biscuits, some Seder scones, uh, treant oh. truffles, some pixie pies. And she kind of gestures over to <laughs> so a glass enclosure that has all sorts of various little baked goods inside. And a actually, we also have a few um, magical orders if you want something a bit more of a bit more of a pick me up, you know. Ooh. Um, I'll take a, a medium black coffee and a, um, a bagel. Wow, adventurous. She kind of mutters under her breath as she, as she scribbles down on a notepad. <coughs> can, I, can, uh, can I get a... <clears throat> I'll have one of those. And I just point to one of the, like, the most fruity, pink, sparkly, shimmering... <laughs> It's it's a mermaid cake pop. Yeah. As you as you point that out, Carla comes up behind you. Like, oh, bro, you got some cake pops? Hell yeah, dude! I got some no, cake pops too. No, it's actually uh, this is for this is for V. I'm just grabbing it for. Um, no, I'm I'm good. It's like, didn't you? My drink's sweet already. So the pixie girl like gives you like a, a little wink. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll get you a, I'll get you a pop for your for your friend. For me, sure. Mm-hmm. Is this your first time in the cafeteria? Have you have you guys been here before? Where, which which court did you guys come from? Or which what? Which court? Court. Yeah, there's the salty court, the sweet court, the spicy court, the sour court, the courts of the cafeteria. 
You guys don't look like you have a look from like one in particular. Brian's just like inconspicuously like looking awkwardly at like the corners of the ceiling, just being like, oh, look at, look at that. What's that? That's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Brian stares at some succulents uh, lining the ceiling. Yeah, he's like, wow, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like that. It's great. (laughs) Didn't, haven't I read about this? This sounds familiar. Didn't I read about this and something? Yes, you did. Give me a history check. Okay. I guess I think I'm asking. Oh, that's a real weird natural 20. Um, <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, for I mean, 27 this is... total. <laughs> Great. It wasn't a huge DC. Cecil, you didn't actually read anything about the courts. You just know that in the hand's tent, you found a scrap of paper that had salty, sweet, spicy, and sour on it with check marks next to them. Yes, yes, it was. Okay. It didn't say anything about Fey Quartz on there, but that was just like a scrap of paper that you saw. Okay. Sorry, are you guys from the material plane? Wow, there's more succulents over there. They just keep going. <laughs> We're from a material plane. Okay, so you're new to the cafeteria is what I'm hearing. Yeah. A little bit. Gotcha, gotcha. Have you had your your uh, your stones updated? Our orange stone? Yeah, yeah. For the for the time dilation. Oh, oh, gotcha. Like kind of like an international thing. I'm going to roll something to determine the time dilation you guys are going to experience. Okay. I don't like that. I don't like that word. Okay. You pull out your orange stone and you see it kind of like glowing a little bit. And you flip it over and you can see like actually little arcane numbers that are pulsing in the back. And you see above there is tiny little writing that says material plane. And there's like a time on there. And then underneath there's cafeteria and there's another time. Uh, And as you look at it, it looks like the time on the cafeteria is moving more quickly than the time on the material plane. As you look at it and kind of think about it, it looks like... Every day in the cafeteria is four hours in the material plane. Oh, that's great. So we're in Narnia. We are in Narnia. Yeah. Great. So is this just like a little cafe? Like, do you get, uh, is there any uh, room and group and board available? Uh, I mean, it's not really like a, like a tavern or an inn. We don't have like sure. places to sleep. But if you're needing like kind of a rest, we do have a, uh, a bit of a special order kind of made it myself. It's uh, it's called a long rest latte. I can sprinkle a little bit into a drink uh, and basically in about an hour, it'll feel like you got a full night's rest. Great. I'll take two. Yeah. We actually are only limited to one per customer. It's a company policy, but I can get one for each of you. Great. Yeah, that would be great. 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 Uh, Okay. uh, I'm just going to need a trinket of sentimental value for each of you. Okay, what if we don't have um, sentiment? Yeah, Brian's kind of a really callous kind of guy. I mean, if you don't have any trinkets of sentimental... Uh, well, I guess I can make an exception. Uh, what's your happiest memory? What if we don't have any of those either? (laughs) Brian, you've got to have one, right? Well, I I mean, like, do I get to keep it? I'm not going to lose the memory if I share it. Oh, no, 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 you give it to me, and yeah, that's your price. But but I get to remember it, right? I'm not, like, giving up the memory. No, no, I take it. You give it to me, and I keep it forever. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't need one. I'm good. I mean, if you have any trinkets, I'll take those too. You know, we have a different value system here in the Fae. Could someone pay, like, could I pay two trinkets or two happy memories and get mine and Brian's long rest latte? I look over at V and I'm just like, (laughs) what am I, chopped liver over here? Like, he's not, no, 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 he didn't sound like you would offer. (sighs) Um, 
so we really won't remember. No, no, it's just gone forever. We get to add it to the store collection. You don't have to pay a memory. You can just give Trinket that you like. Uh, I take off my scarf. Ooh, a scarf. Cecil! Don't, no, 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 no. Don't, don't give up your don't ascot. Don't give your ascot up. That's like your look. That's like your thing. It's not worth it. I don't know if that's my thing anymore. And I hand it over. Oh, yeah. It's got a lot of heft to it. Yeah, this will do great. Thank you. She uh, tucks it away. Can you put some whipped cream on that long rest latte? <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's digging around in his backpack. I swear, I swear I had it. I swear. And he's just kind of muttering to himself. Victoria, um, she's going to reach in and grab some hempen rope. <laughs> Pull that out of her bag. I don't know. It's just, that's kind of tough. Like, one, like, this is resourceful and useful, but also, like, it has such a nice memory attached to it. Really? What memory? My first kiss. Give me a deception check. It does. I'm not lying. It's not a, it's not a fond memory. Is, is your first kiss a happy memory? <laughs> oh, no. Well, it still landed. <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> Did it fall off the table? Yeah, but it landed. Uh-uh. We don't play like that. No, 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 no. It, like, no, no, Uh-uh. Reroll. No, 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 no. <laughs> Weighted dice. That's the exact Weighted dice. <laughs> That's a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. All right. The DC. Yep. The DC was twenty. Oh wow. Yeah. First kisses can have a lot of sentiment and value to them. Uh, yeah. If you're okay with parting with that. Actually, you know what? Take the memory. Take the memory. That would actually be that. That's fine. All right. Uh, yeah. She kind of flutters up to your head and she goes, "Okay." Mm-hmm. Uh, and she places her her hands on either side of your head. Uh, he looked like a nice boy. Mine now. Uh, and she flutters back across uh, to the other side of the counter. And now you yeah. you do not remember having your first kiss. Your your first kiss to you now is the one you have with Ren. Actually, what? No, no, no. No, it's with Cecil. It was a Cecil. Yeah. Yes. Now your first kiss is with she Cecil. She just immediately, her, she like went from like, you know, tricking this Faye. And now she's just sitting there going. Oh no! <laughs> no no no! <laughs> Brian goes aha, and pulls out his his bucket hat out of the backpack. <gasps> no! And, um, no! No! Brian no. reaches across the counter and and hands it and tries to hand it to the fit. Yeah, she she reaches Brian. out and holds the bucket hat and she goes, "That's very brave of you." And she tucks it away. All right, so uh, three long rest lattes. Um, and can I get your names for those orders? No, uh, Jimmy. One for Jimmy and for your order? Oh, it's Noah. Sorry. No, Noah. Noah. Okay. All right. Yep. And for you, sir? Bill. Bill. All right. Great. Uh, I'll get those out in just a little bit. Um, uh, yeah. Is my coffee and my bagel still coming? Is that still? Yes. Your coffee and bagel are still coming. Great. Thank you. It was, it was a medium <laughs> coffee. It was a medium. Yes. Medium, medium coffee, no sugar, yeah. no cream, mm-hmm. and yep. a bagel. Just medium. No, yep. and no, no smear for that bagel, no butter. No cream cheese. Cream, just a plain bagel. I mean, if you could toast it, that would be great. But no, that's it. No, that sounds about right. Uh, and then she turns and <laughs> heads back to start making your orders. And Carlic is sitting at the table behind you. Well, uh, didn't expect to see you guys here, but I guess it's a good thing you did because uh, I wasn't really quite sure where to go from here. Honestly, I didn't really expect to find this. So, how are you guys doing? Fantastic. Nice. Nice. 
Are there any windows around or that that, that kind of have a, a view of the surrounding landscape? Yeah, there are like the big glass windows that kind of cover the wall in the front. But as you look out, it almost what you almost see just like a window screensaver of just like a rolling field with a tree off on the top of a hill in the background, like a magically generated image more than anything else. Uh, gotta love green screen, you know. <laughs> While we're waiting, I'm gonna pull out one of my textbooks and I'm gonna start just kind of in the margins start annotating it's something something struck me as kind of odd about those contracts I didn't realize we could just tear them up I I mean typically the simplest answer is the correct answer okay but you still have the pieces of the contract right uh yeah and I I pull them out of my hoodie pocket uh I'm gonna pull up my stats textbook and I'm gonna start doing calculations um, and I'm okay. going to spend 10 minutes and I'm going to cast um, Detect Magic virtually. Okay. As you're in the process of casting that, the pixie comes back with a tray with a black coffee with uh, a toasted bagel, a uh, grande latte with salted caramel foam, and uh, an order of cake pops that specifically say uh, for Noah on them. And then uh, three tall glasses uh, that have a kind of caramel swirling with like a yellow liquid inside with uh one of them has whipped cream on the top nice and she places down the platter for you guys and flitters off uh back behind the counter to help with another patron you got it she totally got my order wrong (laughs) answer a cold brew also where's my cake pop oh (laughs) (laughs) brian holds up his the the coffee cup and just goes they spelled jimmy wrong (laughs) spell it J E M N I E. Oh yeah, that must be the face spelling for it. Oh. <laughs> Cecil, as you finish uh, ritually casting detect magic, you don't get any traces of magic from these scraps of paper. You can sense like traces of magic from them, okay. from like the ink uh, that's on the pages, but other than that, nothing that is in effect from these scraps. Uh, this is null and void. What else did you guys notice in her tent? Found the contract, right? I mean, yeah, there was a table full of, um, like, all these different items. And, I mean, of course, there was that bag that Cecil had to grab and... What bag? Oh, yeah, shit. And I'd pull the bag. (laughs) You pull out a little patchwork bag uh, and Mm -hmm. plop it on the table, and it just kind of sits there. Before we all dive into this, because I know we all want to... I'm just going to slurp this thing down real quick. Can I start? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys in true uh, 50s diner fashion all slurp up your long rest lattes like a group of high school students at the after school diner hangout. You want to go to the rink later? After, after the next hour, you will have the effects of a long rest. Cool. Yeah, and then I'm going to slowly start opening the bag. It's an empty bag. What set off the alarm? It was It was taking the bag. So this is not just an empty bag. This has to be way more than that. Or she actually is incredibly adept at understanding people's weaknesses and knew that if four high school students were digging through her trunk, one of them would want to grab the ominous bag. (laughs) (laughs) Brian's like looking at Cecil like, of course, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Gonna reach my hand in the bag. (laughs) You reach your hand in the bag and then your hand goes in a little bit further. <gasps> I pause and I go, ah! <laughs> Oh, Carla, go, oh my God, boot. Oh God, is there a medic? Is there a medic here? I put my hand out real quick and I'm like, ha ha. 
Dude, you scared the shit out of me. Oh my god. I just got pranked, Carlic. <laughs> anyway, is it a Mary Poppins bag? I'm gonna pat around and see if I can feel anything on the inside. You cannot feel the walls of this thing. Just like, I don't know, kind of Accio call forth something. Uh, yeah, gold piece. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna think real hard of a gold piece. Uh, yeah, you pull out a, a piece of gold. <gasps> do it again, do it again, do it again, yeah. do it again, do it again, do it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. <gasps> All the tricks! Um, okay. Uh, Dope-ass sword. Dope-ass sword. Yes. Uh, nothing. <laughs> okay, I reach, my, I reach my hand back in. Um, Pretend wooden sword. Yep, pretend wooden sword. And I pull my hand back out. Nothing. So is it just coin? One sec, I'm gonna go try something real quick. And I stand up, and I walk outside. You open the door and walk back out into that weird sort of liminal space. Um, I look back inside. I wave my hand. Can they see me? If the door is still open, yes. Oh, okay. But if the door's closed? Then no. I mean, we were able to see inside, right? Yes. It's like tinted windows but we whenever can't you're. See out. But like the reverse of tinted windows. Correct. Okay. I'm going to walk over to the side of the road and I'm going to invert the bag. Okay. Uh, you invert the bag and just a bunch of gold spills out and falls through this liminal space. Wait, we don't. It we... falls through the liminal space. It doesn't like fall on solid it, matter. Because you said there were like stepping no. stones that led up to the. Yeah, for you guys. <laughs> Oh shit! I'm fascinated. <laughs> I love how the town is the coins are so just Riley falling. So Riley literally said, "There's money in there, but haha, fuck y'all, you can't have it." I mean, if you had reached in and grabbed it, but you emptied it out into the liminal space where there's only like a weird whatever. That's fantastic. That's fine. I still Don't have. We still have that. a lot of money. Don't give me that attitude. Whatever. Calm we, we down. Still, we still have a lot of money, and I revert the bag to its original space, and I go, um. Well, I mean, that's pretty handy to have. I'm going to, uh, really quick, I'm going to put my wand in there and close the bag, and I, like, smoosh the bag and roll it around and trying to fix the bag to my my belt. Yep. Nice. Uh, well, that's really handy to have if we want to keep stuff in there. So, you guys never actually really told me why you were here. Um. We didn't. We didn't. I mean, we like, should. Like, we you, should be yeah. transparent. I don't really think I know you guys all that well at this point. No, that that's fair. Well, you know what? That, that is, and we don't know you very well either. And so kind of, it goes both ways. We are a little guarded, considering, you know, Miss V, <laughs> uh, the hand, as we know her, screwed us royally in the past. Those contracts that we've been talking about and scrutinizing over, she more or less forced us and backed us into a corner into signing these, and at the time we believed them to be contracts of planar binding. Whether or not that was entirely factual remains to be seen. I mean, we're here. She's a dangerous person. And not very nice. So, so you guys aren't even from Forgotten Fields? I'm... Uh, uh, it, uh, uh, Brian looks up and is like, wow, the succulents just go <laughs> on forever. There's just so many of them. They're just everywhere. <sighs> yeah, sure. Yeah, We're not from here. Yeah, so we, now that the contracts, and I point to them in tattered shreds on the, on the table, now that these are voided, we can return home to where we're. Which is, which is why we need to uh, get out of the cafeteria. Yeah, this place is freaking me out. As he's saying all of this, I would like to cast Detect Thoughts. Okay. 
He's got mm-hmm. two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not hard. He's literally just as he's speaking, you're hearing what he's thinking as he's saying it. If I push a little deeper beyond those surface thoughts, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is his impression of us. I can tell you that right now. I'm he's he's kind of freaked out. He's he's not so much freaked out as he is just curious. Seems like he genuinely wants to help you guys. Uh, but just Mm -hmm. doesn't really understand how he can because you haven't told him anything about yourselves. Okay, so that's when I push deeper and there's a sincerity to that. What is your problem? What is your... He, like, immediately slams the table and, like, what is your problem? You were so cagey to me and, like, so dismissive. What is up with you? What is, like, why are you so suspicious of me? What did I do to you? Uh, I... Oh, listen. Hey, I need to apologize um, I'm sorry about the whole, like, me pretending to be Miss V thing and, like, kind of, you know, pushing you around. Like, I'm really sorry about that. Yeah, that was, that was kind of mean. To, that was kind of yeah, rude. I was trying to get us out of a really sticky situation, and, um, I, I kind of died after you went through the tree, like, almost died. Holy shit. Trying to what? run away. Oh, damn. From all of them. Um, so, like, you know, mission accomplished. Uh, uh still alive, and you made it through. So I need to apologize about that. Um... Sorry for that. I'm not trying to be cagey. I'm trying to not say things that make my friends mad at me for saying. What? I don't know. It's, it's not. Wait. It's just that we're in a bit of a complicated. Yeah, we're in a, we're very in a complicated, complicated situation. You know, and we're kind of compromised and like, like yeah, we're a team, but at the same time, like, uh, uh, you know, sometimes one of us divulges a little too much information, and then the others are like, "Why the fuck did you do that?" And well, and then the last person that we divulged information to in a situation like this, uh, oh, stabbed Cecil, killed me. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Mm-hmm. Or, that well, sucks. I actually, no, I know she didn't kill me, but she almost did. Yeah, like um, stabbed him literally in the back and metaphorically. In the back. Um, wow. Listen, Carlic, is there like maybe a, a ritual or a tradition or a something of like a way that you could promise us that you're not going to screw us over and you would like have to keep that promise? Mm hmm. Uh... Like spit shake, like spit in our hands <laughs> and shake our hands. Ew. I mean, I can make you guys dinner. Yeah, that, I'm gonna need a little more than no, that. I, no, no, well, no, I'm, that no, works sorry, for sorry. me. Brian can want more. I'll take, I'll take dinner. I should clarify. Sorry, in Supperfield, we put like a really, really high emphasis on food. You know, it's like kind of a part of our culture and everything. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, the act of like sharing a meal and like making someone food and like preparing yeah. food yeah and like, like sharing that with them is like yeah definitely yeah it's like an act of trust yeah. you know and like a hey i'm with you you're with me sort of thing hey and, i'm and trusting not- you to not poison my meal i'm trusting you to like make something really delicious yeah yeah okay yeah. okay okay but if we do that and then you still screw us over what's the penalty it's like a it's like a permanent shunning from everyone that I know and having to like live by myself and never really see anyone that I love ever again. Um, The classic exile story. Yeah. And I I think like, especially since we're in the cafeteria, it has like double binding properties or whatever. Yeah. Cause this is like y'all's entire heritage right here. You've never been closer to your. Oh, wow. Huh. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. In that same vein, last I think we talked about it. The situation with Supperfield was the food was 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 disappearing, was kind of, going bad. Yeah, disappearing, not growing. 
No, it was, it was literally going bad. It was like attacking people and, yeah, and also was, just tasting terrible. Okay. How, how exactly was it tasting terrible? Yeah, sometimes we would make <gasps> food and it would just like taste really bad. What was it lacking the most of? It was mostly just like really bitter. It was bitter. Okay. So, so, so it was not sweet. It was like losing its flavor. But not like in a umami, like kind of. I don't know what that is. Um. You have an umami udaddy. I'm so upset. Um, okay, so it was There's it was just no escaping bitter, it on this podcast. Um, but it wasn't necessarily sour, right? No, no, it was just like very bitter. Like like all the flavor was like gone from so something. Some, okay, like very sometimes bland. we would eat and just like all the flavor would be gone and like the only thing that would be really be left is just like this bitter aftertaste. Right. Okay. Okay. Um if you want, there are other patrons in here if you'd like to talk to them and maybe discuss. <laughs> like, there are other people in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian just kind of looks around and looks back at Karlek and is like, I don't trust them either. I need everyone here to make me dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Cecil has been looking around to scan. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone who seems particularly shady as anyone who's particular who's like taking notice of our conversation oh yeah um it doesn't look like there's anybody that is really paying attention to you guys as you scan the room at a table there's a group of what appear to be like humanoid rabbits uh that are all (laughs) sitting around and uh laughing with one another at some story someone was telling uh you see an empty table that just has like two sandwiches sitting on plates with like some chips as well at the counter there are two uh tabaxi but they are specifically like house cat size. Um, they're like little two feet tall, like tabby cat people. But they're like puss in boots, so they're walking on two feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can also see that they have like cloaks on and like weapons with them. Oh. You see there is like a little goblin bus boy that is cleaning tables and clearing things. Uh, and then you also see a man that is like human from the waist up uh, and then just becomes a horse. What? Like... It- like an actual centaur. Victoria. Uh, no, like a reverse centaur. Like a reverse centaur. Oh. oh. Well, okay. Never mind. Um, what are the symbols on the doors that the pixie mentioned? Yeah, along the back of the room, there is uh, a door to the left that is, has a yellow circle, a door to the right of that ha. that has a pink circle, a door to the right of that yeah. that has a red circle, and then a door to the right of that on the far side of the room that has a green circle. I'm going to go up to the pixie behind the counter. Yeah, what's up? Hi. Uh, Bill, right? Yes. Bill, hey. The doors over there. Oh, yeah. Have people been coming in and out of those? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, that accesses the courts. Okay. Is anyone, any women, uh, uh, red-haired, um, come in and out of those doors? Not that I've seen recently. Okay. Um, granted, I'm not always working, so. Sure. She could have come through another time if she did. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, can I speak to the manager? <laughs> um, I'm actually the manager. Oh, you are? Okay, great. Well, in that case, I mean, I don't think anyone else is really going to be able to answer the question. Um, great. Thanks for answering. Um, I'm going to walk back to the table. The pixie didn't seem to remember anyone coming in and out of those doors, but I'd be willing to bet all the money that I tossed into the liminal space that the hand came <laughs> in and out of those doors in the dead of night. You bet what? The money that I tossed into the... Didn't y'all watch me do that? No. What? <laughs> how How much money? 
It's like maybe 20 gold. It's nothing compared to what we have. Okay. Cecil, it was definitely more than 20 gold. I know. Roll roll for deception. (laughs) Roll for deception. (laughs) Let's see see if I can suss you out. Let's see. That's my insight. Uh... It's a dirty 20. Damn it. Damn. We've been here for about an hour now, yeah, right? Yeah, all the time that we've been well, pestering this this poor, poor Carlic. Yes, poor, poor you've, you've been here about an hour game time and actually real life time. There we go. <laughs> it's a one-to-one. I'm taking my long rest. Whee! Okay. Well, I feel like there's really only one way unless we want to try and traverse whatever strange world is out there. We can maybe like suss some stuff out from maybe a couple other people oh, yeah. here about the, court, the courts. Sure. Do we want to just nonchalantly split up and go talk to people and be like, hey, tell me about, like, we'll each take Brian is already, uh, like, across the room sitting next to uh, a person. What person? (laughs) I I was gonna let Riley tell me who I was sitting next to. (laughs) No, you have to choose who you sit next to. Oh, Oh, gotcha. There's horsemen, cats, bunny people. And invisible people. And then invisible people. I'll take invisible. Okay. I want to take the cats. I'll take horseman. Carlick will go talk to the bunny. Alright. Victoria, you... Walk over to this table. Yeah. With these. Just the sandwiches. These plates set. Yeah. I just look where people might be sitting and go, hi. Um, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's actually sitting here. I, I hate to intrude. I just assumed um, there probably were since there's some food here. Um, you, um Yeah, guys... we're sitting here. That's all I hear. I don't see anything. <laughs> From where you're looking. No, you don't see oh. anything. I'm not sitting on you. Am I? Oh, my God. Well, no, you're standing next to the table, so, I mean, oh, you haven't okay. really taken a seat yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you mind if I take a seat? What, where would be best? I mean, in the chair, probably. Okay. She'll sit in a chair. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, sorry. you're kind of interrupting our date. I know, I'm so sorry. I specifically came here for the chips. Definitely. Okay. I, I was <laughs> just wondering kind of what's behind the it, within the sour court, and then I'll leave you guys alone, and you guys, you two lovebirds, enjoy your date. I mean, I'm not really from the Sour Court. Where are you from? I'm from here. Oh, you're from here. Have you been to any of the courts? No, no. I mean, I just kind of came into existence a few hours ago, so... Uh, Okay. Oh. A few hours ago. Andy, give me a perception check. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) That's an 11. It's not that hard. You realize that, like, the sound isn't coming from where you're looking in the chairs. (laughs) And you look down and you see these two sandwiches looking up at you. It's coming from the food? (laughs) Yes. Oh, no. (gasps) Oh. Oh, hi. Oh, my God. Um. What's the deal? (laughs) Sorry to to intrude. Are you guys, are you guys headed towards Superfield by chance? Sup? Where? What? Oh my god, if you haven't been, you should totally go. It's so cool. No idea. Again, we just came into existence Mm -hmm. like a few hours ago. We're just having a nice little date right now before we get sold to be eaten. Great. Well, you enjoy the chips. We will. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) You start to walk away as these these sandwiches inch closer and closer to one another on the table. Uh. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Two loaves of bread are just... (laughs) <laughs> they start oh, no, swapping toppings. No! Swapping toppings. Stop. There you go. No! Ooh, brown mustard. Spicy. I'm upset. I would like to file a complaint with HR. <laughs> That's a breach of our contract. All right. I'm talking to the cats. 
Uh, yeah, you walk over and these two cats are um, sitting at the counter, uh, each with a saucer of milk in front of them. And they're kind of murmuring to one another. They both look kind of concerned as they're talking with one another. Are they murmuring or meowmering? <laughs> Definitely meowmering. Okay. Oh my God. Is there like a way that I could grab like an employee apron or something from like around the counter? Something like that? They're all pixie sized. Damn. Okay. So I just walk up to the cats and I just go, um, hey, would you, uh, would you two mind if I just asked you a, a couple of questions? I'm not from around here. I mean, this is one of our few off hours, so we're kind of here to relax, but... Oh, it, well, uh, forgive me uh, for, for saying so, but it seems like you're having a hard time relaxing. I'm, I'm often a, a nice person to talk to, and I'm, I'm down to make some friends if, if you need a... You know, I'm, I'm a great problem solver if you need a listening ear. Oh, God, well, just... I don't know what exactly is going on, but Titania has been losing her shit lately. I know, right. Tell me about it. I mean, I walked in the other day just to ask her what my duties were for the day and she nearly chopped my head off for no damn reason i don't wow. know why everything in the court has just been going wild lately that's so that's not typical you know like of titania to do that well i mean it wasn't for for most of the time you know i mean it you know it was only i don't know i don't even remember how long ago it was but kind of in recent memory she just started kind of getting like, angry and like upset at people for whatever reason. Yeah, I just started getting really pissed off and manic, sort of. I don't know why. Yeah, tell me about it. Where, uh, where do you where do you guys work with uh, with Titania? Uh, we are uh, Knights of the Salty Court. Oh, uh, I see. Um, and and what does what does Titania do that, that gives her the right to treat you this way? Well, she's the queen. Ah, uh, that's, uh, I see how that would be problematic for, for, for two, uh, Lovely human, or lovely, lovely creature, lovely... Uh, What'd you say to me? To What'd you say to me? What was that? I, <laughs> Their I'm hackles sorry. immediately start raising. I was I was trying to compliment you. Uh, I didn't do it very well. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'm not I'm not from around here, and, and frankly, I'm, I'm not... I'm better at listening than talking. It's, uh, mm. it's a pattern of, of most of my life. That's a cop-out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I, you know, I, I tend to, I tend to do that. I'm, I'm not a... Great... Um, well, listen, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to be, if, if, you know, since you are talking to a, a newbie on the block, you know, what would you say that would be, if you were going to talk about this place to, you know, a tourist, <laughs> what's like the top three things that you would recommend I know about this, uh, this cafeteria kind of environment? What? <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, it, it, it yeah. I don't know how to explain it in the ref. Anyway, where I come from, there's this place called New York. And it's like, if there's a tourist in New York, you remind them that they want to check out a couple of New York pizza places, but not some of the other New York. Like, what what should I avoid as a tourist? <laughs> they both look at you and they say, talking to strangers. And they immediately stand up and walk through the yellow door and leave. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Brian sits down and just kind of puts his finger in the saucer of milk and just starts drawing designs. <laughs> uh, and Cecil, you walk over to the uh, reverse centaur sitting over in the corner. Hi. <laughs> oh, that was going to be my first question, actually. You prefer if we speak horse? <laughs> okay. Uh, I switch to horse <laughs> and I start speaking to him in horse. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yes, hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, hi. Hi there. Uh, sorry, I, I'm still new to the dialect, so forgive me if I sound clunky with this thing. You're honestly, you're doing quite well. Oh, 
Thank you. Um, wanted to ask you. Uh, I'm newcomer to this oh, place. Oh my god. Um, okay, now, now it sounds like you're trying to put it on. It's very forced. It feels a little bit forced. It's is honestly, this a little bit kind better? Of, <laughs> now you're just being rude. Uh, I'll just stop with the. I'll, Dude, just just talk horse. Just talk horse. I'm just not it's gonna fine. try and do the dialect. Yeah, I'll just try. It's gonna. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm new to the cafeteria. And I was just wondering, the the doors, those lead to different courts, correct? Yes, indeed they do. Great. Um, I want to be able to explore them all, but is there any that uh, are kind of dodgy? Well, all I know is I came here a few years ago from the material plane, actually. Stumbled into the sour court and had a nasty run-in with a hag there and did not go well. With a hag? Now, is that a derogatory slur, or are you talking about a magical <laughs> witch? I'm talking about a magical witch that cursed me with a horse head. Okay, just double-checking, because I don't know the vernacular within this language, so I wanted to make sure it was, you know, the one-to-one -one translation was there. Is that, like, the first thing you encounter whenever you walk through the door, it's there, ready to get you? No, no, I was just kind of wandering around there and accidentally stumbled upon her, and... Yeah, horse head. Okay. Um, is this a... He, like, gets a thousand yard stare. Is this problematic for you? Are you... Uh, does it hurt? Is it... Are you in pain? No. I got used to it after... After a while, but... You know, sometimes I, uh... I miss just being a regular person. He slowly reaches down and grabs a bit of hay and munches on it. Again, I'm sorry to hear about that. Um, do you know anything else particularly dangerous about the other courts? Or are they all? do they all kind of have their own nasty things lurking about? The cafeteria definitely has its lovely and fun parts, but it also has its dark parts as well. Sure. I mean, that, and that goes for most any court you come across. Another question I had was, they're named so peculiarly. I, I've never really encountered something named so just kind of forward as sweet, sour, all that stuff. Why are they n named that? Is that sort of like the taste that you experience whenever you're walking through there? Or is there a sort? Of, is there like a personified version of the taste of sour that we're supposed to be looking forward to meeting whenever we go there? From my time here in the uh, cafeteria and my research, I've learned quite a few things. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Fae used to reside on the material plane in Forgotten Fields. But they began to war and feud and food started going out of control flavors started clashing and courts started attacking one another well actually there weren't any courts back yeah because it was just chaos exactly so it was decided that they would be exiled to their own plane and separated so that the flavors could balance in a perfect harmony like avatar i don't know what that is okay that's fine well that's very helpful so i i mean a little bit like the concept of sour is there. Right, yes, yes. Is there any way to... Forgive me if this sounds a little bit naive. Is there any way to bottle that? Uh, not that I know myself. But that would probably be something the rulers of the courts would have more information on. The, the rulers on. of the courts, okay. And do you know who they are? I've uh, never met them myself. But uh, Titania rules the salty court. Titania rules the salty court. Ariel rules the sweet court. Ariel the sweet Puck. court. Rules the spicy court. You don't have to repeat everything I say. Okay, it's all right. No, I, you're good. Okay. It's okay. Puck rules the spicy court and Puck Mab. rules the spicy court. Well, sorry, I did it again. Okay, that, now that, you're really starting to kind of piss me off. Yeah. It, it's starting to kind of be like the dialect thing. It's it's kind of getting annoying. Okay. 
and uh, Mab rules the Sour Court. I'm so mad. Okay, well that that's really helpful to know. Um, thank you. Ask his name. Ask his name. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> I need to know. I know exactly what it is. I never. <laughs> this horse man is. I never caught your name, by the way. He reaches out his hand. Secretariat. <laughs> I was wrong, and I'm still mad about it. Um, uh, Bill and I. <laughs> shake his hand. Bill, best of luck to you. Hope you also don't get turned into a horse head. Yes, I'm gonna walk away now. Secretariat. Uh, enjoy the rest of your. What are you eating? <laughs> hey. Uh, hi. Oh, God. No, I'm I'm eating hay. Oh, that right. Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna go return to my table. God, they're such dicks. <laughs> Y'all should have a comedy nice. special. <laughs> As I'm walking by your table, V, I uh, I, yeah. I look down and I'm going like, Hey, is anyone eating those? And I'm gonna pick up one of the sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> no! What are you doing? No! Oh, oh my God! God. No, put me down! You what is happening? What's happening? Oh no! I put the sandwich down. Julia, my love, are you all right? <laughs> this sandwich crawls over to the other sandwich, and the uh, the pixie behind the counter says, "Hey, hey! If you keep bothering customers, I'm gonna have to kick you out." Well, I didn't. I thought it was a. We're sorry. And I grab Bill <laughs> and I brush him away. <laughs> they're real sandwiches, and they love each other, and they're on a date, and I don't know what to think anymore. I thought they were invisible people who were enjoying food, but actually. Sandwiches and you almost just ate them, and they've only been around for like five hours or something like that. Then they just like poofed into existence. Anyway, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. <laughs> Victoria's not really invested in this sandwich love story, and I love their it. Name. I'm like, I wish them the best in their love. Once we all reconvene, uh, I'll share what Bojack said, and I don't know, guys. Uh, Sour Court sounds um, kind of. I mean, maybe it's just because he had a personal connection, but it sounds particularly dangerous. I don't really want to run into a hag. I didn't learn anything because the lovely sandwich couple just poofed into existence a few hours ago. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. You haven't had a good rom com to watch in a while, so I just kind of got pranked by those rabbits. So what happened? What happened? Yeah, what happened to the rabbits? Carlic just has like a little bit of ketchup dripping from his head. <laughs> Yeah, they're kind of like pranksters. Mm. Pranksters. Did you get to ask where they were from? Uh, yeah, I think they said they were like uh, they're like knights of the spicy court. I just like quietly and nonchalantly pull little Gus out of my bag. No, no. And I say, want to pull a prank? Always. Let's make them start a food fight. Ooh, that sounds fun. I don't think that's a good idea, Victoria. Or am I hearing this at all? I, no, you're just I was you're sitting right saying, next I'm to us. No, she's, with, she's talking with little Gus. Yeah, I'm just talking with little Gus. It's me and my pal. <laughs> I, hate, I hate this thing so much. Like it causes, it brings me nightmares. <laughs> I want to cast Phantasmal Force and make mm-hmm. one of them there think that the other guy across from him starts throwing food. Okay, uh, let me roll. Yep. Throw. This is not a good idea. One of those, someone in here is going to throw one of those sandwich people and it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you cast this and uh, yeah. 
you're, you guys are all chatting, and then you see one of these little rabbit guys, like, jerk forward a little bit. And then he looks up, and he, like, puts his hands to his face. But you notice, again, it's, like, jagged movement. Yeah. And he, like, puts his hands to his face and, like, looks at it. And then he picks up the pie that's in front of him and just chucks it across at the guy on the other side. Hey! What the nice. hell, man? Uh, just like covered in pie. Oh, you want to play like that? You want to play like that? And they like they all immediately jump into a scuffle with one another. Uh, they're like pulling out their swords and like dueling with one another as they're throwing food back and forth. Uh, and then one of them grabs one of the sandwiches and chucks it. And the other one goes, William, no! Uh, as he flies no! across the room. I called it. Oh my no! God. The place is devolving into chaos. Uh, and Carla looks at you guys and goes, uh... Maybe we should leave. Let's go now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's pick a door and go. Come on. Okay, we're, 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 Brian, what did you learn? Uh, I learned that the Salty Kingdom's incredibly salty right now and that nobody's really happy. And also the queen seems to be, uh, pissy. That's better than sauerkraut. I don't want to, I don't want to go fight a hag. Okay. As I, as I, like, catch an onion (laughs) in my face. (laughs) Yeah. Onion falling from you. You have brown mustard all over your face now. All of a sudden, a piece of bread slaps down in front of Victoria's feet, and she skids to a stop. I reaches out and picks it up because I'm so sorry. I failed you. And then keeps running. Tell Julia I love her. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the uh, slice of bread falls. I'm sorry. And she like chucks it over to the other sandwich to see if they can make, <laughs> make me a dexterity check. <laughs> so scared. That's great. That's a 23. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are running to this door with the yellow circle on it that the pixie indicated was the salty court to you. And yeah. you disc golf throw yeah. this piece of bread and it flies through as condiments soar through the air. A cup of tea flies in front of it and it spins and lands right on top of the other sandwich that is now open faced. And you can hear them say, we'll be together till the end, my love. William, I'll never leave you. And you guys run through the door as the food fight rises to a climax behind you. And you once again step through into what feels like this sort of liminal space as you are like falling, but rising and stretching. Your eyes close for a second and then you hit the ground and you open and the four of you appear to be in like a field. There are rolling hills and some clouds that are in the sky, but the sky is like a bluish orange that almost appears to be like a sunrise. And you can see like a few trees here and there, but most of this seems to be a very large field. And as you look down at the ground, you can see a pretty wide yellow dirt road that you are standing on that appears to wind forward and over the hills and as you look around there are like flowers that are in these fields around you and you look closely and they have like popcorn buds on the end of them for their petals and you see bushes that are just sprouting bread on them and various salty foods that are sprouting from plants around you you see a chunk of ham that appears to just be like crawling along the ground, like a worm uh. almost, <laughs> sliding along the ground. And uh, you guys are currently in the salty court. I know I've made 
the Wizard of Oz joke before. <laughs> but now we're literally on a yellow dirt road. <laughs> uh, who would be who? I mean, I'm pretty courageous, pretty smart. So we should just follow pretty... this yellow road. Um... Brian's a tin man. <laughs> Definitely. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> we know Karlik is the scarecrow. Actually, yeah. What'd you call me? No, he... What does that even mean? Maybe, actually, I don't know. I work out. I lift, man. I don't I don't have skinny arms. So like. we could um, just follow this road. Yep. Great. <laughs> Brian just starts walking down the road. I'm going to catch up to Brian and I'm going to try and help lead the way as well. And I'm going to see if there's any way I can get a bit of lay of the land. Okay. Give me a survival check. Okay. Come on, man. That's 11. Um, yeah, you're on a road. <laughs> you realize as you look down, um, the dirt that you're standing on is actually cornmeal. Oh my what god! The world. I'm gonna pick up a little bit of it, and yeah, and I'm gonna eat some of it. Yeah, this is like pretty good quality. This could make like some pretty good tortillas, actually. Oh my god, tacos so good. I'm gonna pull right out now. a couple of my just like open flasks from my herbalist kit, and I'm gonna get some cornbread. Oh, bro, you got some flasks? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, 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 yeah, yeah. Pulls out like some Tupperware containers and scoops up some <laughs> cornmeal. Nice. You guys uh, start walking, and you get that same kind of feeling as when you were walking towards Centaur Bucks in that liminal space, where it's like you are moving forward, but it almost feels like you are kind of jumping forward every like hundred feet or so. So it's almost like you're like walking on a treadmill for a little bit, and then all of a sudden your body will like catch up to where you have been moving. Kind of this weird sort of mind trip as you're moving along in this strange fairy tale like land it's like we're playing with a really high ping <laughs> uh and as you're walking you see a large like 12 foot tall tree on the side of the road but it appears to have lost most of its leaves it's kind of drooping and wilting um and looking pretty barren and as you walk closer you see it kind of scrunch on the front of the bark and you see a face appear from it and it says travelers I haven't seen anyone walk by here in quite a while granted my life seems to be coming an end. Oh. I'm glad to see someone close to my time. Brian pulls out his Venn diagram and just scribbles something about an ant at the bottom. (laughs) 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 And he's just, he's just very upset and kind of glaring through his eyebrows up at this tree. You, you're dying? Yes, I've been here for quite some time. Can we ease some of that for you? We're not gonna chop him down. No, 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 that's not what I meant. I just, can we help? I appreciate the sentiment. I would very much like to hear a story before I pass. Um, do we want to tag team this? Do we want to... It's been a while since I've taken an improv class. We can 
I'll say a sentence, <sighs> then you say a sentence, and then we just kind of keep going. I'll- Victoria pulls out a book. <laughs> like the Star Wars fan fiction? <laughs> She's going to pull that out? Yeah, I, um, this is a story. Would you like to hear some of this? Perhaps. Why don't you tell it to me? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> um, so she'll... So, so tell the story, Victoria. <laughs> Go for it. No! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it starts on a sandy planet that's not unlike... The road, here. Except it's not cornmeal. It's not cornmeal, but it's that fine, golden, and that's all you can see for miles. Until, um, out in the distance. This guy who doesn't like sand shows up. (laughs) Until this guy who doesn't like sand shows up. Yeah. And he, he as a very young child, learned how to pot race. These amazing mechanical vehicles that could whiz at the speed of light. And he wins the race. It's just a little boy. Wow, it's been a long time since I've seen these movies. (laughs) Um, Which doesn't make sense when you think about it, because there were a lot of other racers who were a lot more experienced. There were a lot of other races. Yeah, 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 exactly. But like, Feels like plot armor. Just, um... Brian is, like, standing just a step back from Cecil and Victoria, and he just looks so confused. Like, he's trying to follow the storyline, but just truly has no idea. Carlick is watching completely enraptured. (laughs) (laughs) Carlick would love the prequels. What what, what happens next? Well, he meets someone much older than him. Much older, but they take interest Like, kind of toxic? Yeah. But they go, I think we can train you. There's this prophecy of this of this warrior um who who has plot armor fights for for the good of uh the republic and commits like a like a lot of genocide too. What? Um, uh uh no, they train like an him. unhealthy amount. But that's yes, but that is he has a what? master yeah. named Qui Gon. And they they train him Spell it. but um, but there's a bad guy who's There's killing kind of a lot of bad guys here. Hang on. I thought the kid was the bad guy. There's another bad the guy. The kid ends up being the bad guy, but like Bro, spoilers. What the fuck? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um so basically, uh he grows up to be a great warrior, um but like this like evil guy gets in his head about how you can totally save your loved ones and well his mom gets killed and so he kills the people who kills his mom Genocide. and so he's like, "I will figure out how to um, I will figure out how to make sure my loved ones never die. Um, even though I'm a great warrior and love is not, it was um, all gaslighting. Love, um, lots of gaslighting. Um, so anyway, um, his son. Uh, he actually he falls in love oh. with a woman and decides to say no to the evil guy. But the woman, remember, was and- much older than him, and it was probably an unhealthy, <sighs> toxic relationship. Because honestly, <sighs> she seemed yeah. But to him, she was an angel. I don't know. Sounds kind of strange. Anyway, a little bit predatory. <sighs> he falls in love. He falls in love, and they have two twins, and those twins go on to save the whole galaxy. The end. <laughs> Roll me a performance check. <laughs> And then someone else decides to try and tell some of that story, and then they ruin the whole thing. 
Can you roll a disadvantage? Because I've been just being contrarian to everything yeah, you've roll said. Yeah, roll a disadvantage with Cecil. Uh, oh, fuck. That's a two. Plus five. Good old seven. You finish this, and as you look up, you see that the tree has already died halfway through your story. Oh, my God. No! <laughs> <laughs> but Victoria, as as you finish this and see this ancient tree appearing to have passed on, no. you see its mouth is like slightly hanging open, and inside you see a kind of like a like a hefty little chunk of wood. <laughs> oh no! Okay, 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 okay. I'll I'll Victoria. <laughs> I'm gonna just desecrate this dude's corpse. Like- well, I just like thought, honestly, illegal way for a possible. second, I thought maybe it was like a baby Groot situation. Yeah, where, like, maybe. He was um, just kind of just wiping away tears going, <laughs> guys, I'm really not good at performance. Like, I love stories, but I'm just really not good. And she'll walk up and she's going to reach for the- yeah, You're, you're going to grab his wood. <laughs> Stop it. Necrophilia, guys. Oh, she'll reach for it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> you can you can add uh, Faye Wood to your- <laughs> Man, I did not earn that. I sucked. Hey, you gave it your best shot. And we could have gone on for another 30 minutes. I know. <laughs> I was I was like, are they going to do the entire three trilogies? <laughs> yes. That would be insane. <laughs> um, I didn't I didn't want to kill him. I hope he went happily. Huh? I, don't, I don't think you killed him. Uh, no, I mean, no, I think he like passed. You might have confused him to death and overwhelmed his final moments. Man, I you essentially just euthanized him, you know. Do you think like she like wait? You think like she killed him with her story? I, didn't, I, didn't really I mean, I think like you know, like Anakin killed the mothers. What and the children, not just the men. What the women, the women and, and the, the children, children too. too. Yeah. Oh my God, Victoria, are you like Anakin? God, I hope not. Which one was Anakin? Do you also hate sand. Do you also um, hate sand? He pulls out no, the cornmeal and holds it towards you. No, I absolutely uh, like. Uh, I really use the beach. And uh, okay, all right, cool, cool, uh, cool, cool. Yeah, he's like giving you Maybe. a slight side eye and looks, <laughs> kind of looks at Cecil. So keep, keep an eye over there. Oof. No, I, yeah, I've been keeping an eye on her this whole time. <laughs> at least you didn't start with episode nine. True. That would have. <laughs> oh, that would have. He would have died instantly. I would have died. Yeah. I'm gonna snap off a decently sized twig that might be another wand. Okay. You guys continue on further down the road, and you're walking for probably what feels like another 30 minutes, passing by these fields and these strange, like, animal but food-like creatures, and eventually you come across a sort of grove that is an outcropping of the road, and you see a wagon there and a, a small little campsite set up nearby. And there are a few trees with what would be fruit hanging from them, uh, but they are strips of bacon. Nice. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good right now. Do we see anyone attending this cart? Not from where you are. Okay. But you do see along the side uh, banner, like a like a logo that says, Xander McLean, chef extraordinaire. Turn to our other chef friend in our party, and I ask Carlick, does that ring any bells? Um, I mean, just- I don't know if that's offensive, saying that you as a chef would know oh. just any other chef. That's networking. No, 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 no. I, I don't think like I've ever met anyone like like a chef name, but like I've heard like stories about this guy, like 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 fairy tales when I was growing up. 
Yeah. Like my parents would tell me stories about this guy named Xander that would like travel around and like he would come into towns that had like no food and then he would like produce magical <gasps> feasts for them out of nowhere, you know? <gasps> what if we have to collect a chef from each court? Uh, <laughs> you see, you see Carlick kind of like look down and kick the ground. Let me, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe, but no, maybe, but like, maybe think maybe. about it. Like, you could literally invite them mm-hmm. to, like, a grand Dang. cook-off within Supperfield. You could literally be, like, the, like, Gordon Ramsay of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, put it all together and be like, what are you? An idiot sandwich. And invite all of them, and maybe that will bring all the flavors back to Supperfield. That's a, actually a really good idea. <sighs> Yeah, that sounds about right. Getting someone else to cook when... Well, but, like, you could also cook with them. Yeah, but you would cook with them because, listen, they have to have all parts. And it's your kitchen. If the people in Supperfield, like, trusted me to cook anything. Do they not? My my parents, like, they, they, run, they run, like, Swankies, like, the inn. And, like, it's kind of, like, the main, like, bar in town and, like, everyone comes there to eat and that kind of thing. And so, like, I've, I've always, I've always wanted to cook there and, like, cook for everyone. But when I was really young, uh, I, like, snuck into the kitchen one day and ended up hurting myself. And, like, my parents don't trust me to cook anything anymore. And they're Wait always just like... You offered to cook us supper to gain our trust, and you have never cooked supper before? No, I, I cook supper, but, like, I cook it in secret, you know, like a secret training because they won't let me. You know, it's like a, like my parents forbid it, but I'm like, but it's my passion. So like I do it in secret. So like I grew up and my parents were always like, Carlick, look after the place. You're on like security duty. And so I grew up training my body to like protect people. But like, I always liked cooking, but like I just never got the chance to, or like for other people. Yeah. Sometimes parents just don't get that. You know, you would think with all the life that they'd live, that they would understand that you have to fail forward. Right. And they have to support you in that. Like, just because you hurt yourself doesn't mean you're not going to get hurt a million more times pursuing what you love. That's really unfair of them, and they should have been supportive in your dreams. You don't need their trust. You don't need their permission. Be you. I I mean, you know, there's just like, there's rules about you know, minors, and it sounds like they're trying to keep you safe. And I, I mean, we don't really know the situation. It's just, you know. I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. it's a kitchen. I know there are sharp and pointy things in kitchens, but you've been training. You've been putting in the work. You should get to shine and show off your skills. You know, that's that's well put. Are you sure you don't want to say anything else, Brian? I, I, I just want to make, I mean, like, especially if these other chefs are there and you're collaborating, you know, there's, there's teamwork, there's safety in numbers, you know. It, I, I don't even know if there are, like, other chefs. I know, like, most of the stories that I heard were, like, mostly about Sander. Oh. Well. Well, let's, we could, that's a start. Let's go talk to him. Okay. You walk around and <laughs> you guys see this guy that probably once looked kind of like a halfling, but, like, with slightly more fey features. Uh, like a bit of a sharper face and like ears and that sort of thing. But now is just incredibly, incredibly fat. Just like a six foot tall ball of mass. Buddy. And he is just laying on his side, 
reaching out and grabbing strips of bacon from the trees around him and just like munching on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you want? Who are you? who are you? What are you do? What are you doing here? Uh, who wants to go first? Hello. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Um. You. You. You okay? Yeah, I'm eating bacon all day. What? Do you, of course I'm okay. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria just like. Could I have a piece? Reaches up. She just no, takes no, it. It's mine. Stay back. Not from, not from him, like from the tree. It's all mine. Stay back. This is my bacon grove. Okay. Your bacon grove? My bacon grove. Okay. I think it's like a really intense stare. <laughs> I was the one that came across it when I was heading to the Salty Court Castle, and this bacon is mine. How long have you been living here at the bacon grove? I don't know. I lost count after like three weeks. And you haven't eaten all of the bacon? You. It just keeps growing back. That's the good thing about the bacon grove. You know, there's more food out there, bacon, that tastes just as good, if not better. He stares you dead in the eye and says, Don't you dare say any shit like that in front of me ever again. Then he grabs another piece of bacon. Hey, no. She, like, walks up to him. Listen, you're a chef, right? Yeah. Does a chef cook with one fucking ingredient? I do now. A good chef wouldn't. A good chef would use everything available to him. Well, I guess I'm not a good chef then. I'm going to go up and I'm going to try and take some bacon out of his hand. He, he immediately slaps your hand away. No, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna make a grapple attack to try and grab the bacon out of his hand. <laughs> grapple attack. <laughs> All right. Uh, roll me an attack roll. An 18. He rolled a 22. Oh, God. No! Oh. At least put up a little he, bit like, of a struggle. He he grabs your wrist and like his whole hand just like envelops your arm as he squeezes you really tight. Ah. He says, "Don't you dare take my bacon from me." While he's distracted by Cecil, I want a sleight of hand to just try and grab a piece of bacon. Nice. Um, roll me a sleight of hand check. Fifteen. Let me roll a perception check for him. <laughs> uh, that's a sixteen. Cool, 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 says, cool, hey, cool. what? Hey, what are you? What are you doing back there? He like rolls over <laughs> to stop you. Victoria runs over and finds those flowers that are blooming bread, and she grabs two pieces. <laughs> I'm gonna go right up to his face. He's still laying down, right? He can't yes. really get up. <laughs> I kneel over and I put the two pieces of bread on the side of his head, and I look him dead in the eyes, and I go, "You know what you are? You're an, an idiot, idiot sandwich." sandwich. <laughs> Who cares? I got bacon. <laughs> he keeps on eating. I'm going to step away from him, and I'm just going to go look at the cart. Okay, give me an investigation check. Okay. 24. Uh, Yeah, Cecil, you're poking around, and it looks like most of the resources that were in here have dwindled. But as you're looking, you do see a scrap of paper that appears to have some sort of sigil imprinted on the bottom. It appears to be a formal request from the Salty Court Castle to come and cook for the king and queen. And it's, it says, please, please come. They are losing their minds. We need help. Uh, I'm going to roll that bad boy up and I'm going to stick This is that. literally cooking mama. Yeah. Um, We're going to cooking mama this shit. Let's go. Uh, God, I, I fucking love that game. It's a great game. I'm going gonna, gonna to roll up the invitation uh, and I am going to put that into the bag of holding. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop down. A little surreptitiously, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna call Carlick over. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What's up? Is there anything in here that you think you'd be able to use? 
he looks a little bit he says uh if i had like maybe a couple of days i could fix some of this stuff up but like i've got some of my own gear that i cook with so gotcha okay why i'll explain whenever we get the rest of the gang over here uh hey guys and i'm gonna walk over you trying to get the bacon no stay <laughs> away idiot sandwich stay. i said an idiot sandwich you ruined my job you can't run you can't run you guys walk like a few feet away from him doesn't move and you just hear him like constantly yelling at you in the background Oh, look at us. We're running. We're walking away. I, I'm going to jokingly, like, move my arms in an exaggerated <laughs> motion like I'm running in slow You better leave. You better stay away. Oh, no. Stay away. <laughs> we will. I'm going to open up the bag and I'm going to go um, invitation and it, it pops out. Ooh, what have we got here? Right. This is an invitation from the king and queen here from the, from the court to come and cook for them. I think we know someone who can do that. No, no, no. That guy, he's not fit for the job at all. V, what are you talking about? Yeah, man, he, he doesn't want to go anywhere, man. He doesn't want to. He's, he's so obsessed with Who can with do that? And she's looking at Carlick. Oh. Carlick looks behind him at Brian. He's like, Brian, do you have like experience cooking? Or? Oh, my God. Oh, wait. Are you talking about me? Yes. This would be a good opportunity for you to test your skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm never really cooked for like a like royalty before but i i guess go big or go home you know yeah and we can't go home right now anyway so we better we might as well go big we gotta go big gotta go big man yeah 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 yeah. okay yeah um should, should, should we do something about him or uh, no I, yeah. he seems like he is he is in <laughs> his own world not gonna yeah. move, and he's wow! Look at those succulents really over there. They're just—they just grow all over the place. Brian starts continuing down the road. <laughs> Did you see more bacon over there? You see more bacon? Stay away from it. Is there still any like barding on the on the wagon that would be able to be hitched? Um, no. It seems pretty broken down. It's it's sat here for a month without being yeah. looked after. So it's okay. I was going to turn into a horse and take it with us, but that's fine. Oh, man. It's fine. That is smart. I'm using your resources. If I gave a crack at it, could Victoria try to fix? Yeah. If you took like eight hours, nope. yes. Cool. Thanks, DM. <laughs> I On have woodcarver's tools. Has Victoria Ooh. ever repaired a wagon before? She's repaired a I have hey, woodcarver's tools. Hey, this whole time. hey, I don't like it when you guys fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, that's like saying someone that's taken wood shop could repair a wagon. Okay. <laughs> like, I, what? I work on a farm, so... Yes, with tractors and machinery, not with a wagon. <laughs> but I also have woodcarver's tools. You don't know how to fix a wagon, Cecil. But what if I did? <laughs> Carlick is already like a hundred yards away from you guys. Yeah, Brian and Carlick are like up ahead. <laughs> I'm glad we can finally agree on something. I will give one last attempt really quickly. I'm going to reach into my khaki bag of tricks. We're going to see if I can grab what I need here. Be cool if I could. Um, I will pull out a little blob of stuff that begins to kind of unfold itself and sprout wings. And a raven appears in my hands. Edgar the Raven. Edgar! Like Alan Poe the Raven? Yeah. I love that. Um, and I'm gonna look at Edgar, who's kind of perched on my finger, and I'm gonna go, Hey buddy, I need some bacon real quick. 
and I'm going to send Edgar off to fly up and snag a <laughs> bit of bacon from the topmost branch where Xandar could not possibly get it. Hey! Ah, you crow, you get away from there! You get away from there, crow! Ah, ah. And Edgar grabs a little bit in his mouth and <laughs> flies back down to you. At least one strip for each of us, and as we saunter off, Edgar's going to divvy up the bacon to each one of us. And- okay, yeah, he gives you guys each a strip of bacon. Good boy. Victoriously. Put Edgar back on my shoulder. Eat my bacon as I'm flipping off the Andar. <laughs> All right, Cecil, make me a wisdom saving throw. A wisdom saving throw? You fool. Wisdom saving throw, 25. <laughs> All right, you feel... For a split second, a great urge to go back and join Xander and just continue eating bacon for who knows how long. Who knows why? I knew it. Nothing else matters other than bacon. Oh, my uh, God. But you got to snap out of it and you sank. No, we need to keep moving. <laughs> this is really good bacon. Maybe. And I'm going to, as, as <laughs> no. V is about to, as V and Brian are about to eat it and Carly's about to eat it, I'm just like, mm, actually, we're going to take those back and <laughs> wad them up and throw them behind me. All right. Yeah, you guys continue walking and you start to see in the distance what appears to be like the outline of a large structure. The silhouette that you guys can see is very angular and it seems to be like a tall silhouette with lots of sharp edges. Uh, but you're still too far to see anything super clearly. But as you are walking, you start to notice that there aren't popcorn flowers on the side. There just appear to be like red roses for a stretch of about 50 feet along the edges of the road. Like poppies. Don't breathe. Don't touch them. Don't walk through them. Right? Well, are they in our path or are they just on the, off the side of the path? They're just on the sides of the road. Oh, well, they're nice. Cecil. Well, hold on. Uh, from 30 feet out, I shout to the roses and I say, hey. <laughs> That's it. That's all he says. Just, hey. Are y'all just roses or are you? The roses just drift in the breeze as a bit of wind flows by. All right. Well, they can't talk. So that at least rules out the possibility that they're going to, you know, shout at us. Or Okay. When we get to the end of this stretch, I'll try something. Uh, you walk to the end of the stretch. I wait till everyone goes through. And then I cast Mage Hand. Uh, Before that happens, the people that walk past the last edge of the roses are teleported back to the front. Victoria, as you turn around, you see Karlik and Cecil and Brian back at the beginning of the row of roses 50 feet away from you. But I'm not? No, because you haven't walked through yet. You said you you were waiting for everyone else to walk through. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. I meant until when we get to the end of it. Mm -hmm. So I would have shunted back too. Okay. Yeah. You guys are walking and then you just feel yourselves kind of tugged back and you are back at the front of the roses. I will still cast Mage Hand. Okay. And go over to one of the flowers and have the Mage Hand kind of <laughs> kind of swat. Bitch slap one of the flowers. Swat at it to see if any like pollen comes up. No. Does it react? Does it do anything? It just waves back and forth. Uh, I will say make me a perception check. Perception. <laughs> Ass. Cool. Twelve. Just waves as you're looking kind of down on it from your angle. Just kind of waves back and forth. And I'm going to have my mage hand pluck the flower. You pluck the flower. The mage hand pulls it into the air and then another flower immediately grows back in its place. But the mage hand is holding a flower in its hand. I'm going to turn to Edgar and I'm going to say, hey, buddy, do you mind doing us a favor real quick? Just go settle in the midst of those flowers. Goodbye, Edgar. 
You're going to sacrifice the bird? It takes off and then just kind of sits on the edge of the road in between two of the flowers and just kind of nestles there. Is he awake? Uh, do you feel anything strange? Do you feel anything different? Do you feel... It's kind of cocks his head. I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace. You cast Pass Without a Trace? <laughs> yep. And we're going to try walking through again, and I say everybody to sit close to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Try to be as stealthy as possible. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna crouch down, and I'm going to yeah, walk gonna... very quietly. Try not to startle. Everyone roll me a stealth check. <laughs> okay. You have a plus 10. It's a 21 for Cecil. Oh, Oh, man. Would have been nice to have rolled that for something important. I don't know. So that's a 33 for Victoria. Oh, good lord. Uh, She disappears. I uh, I rolled a 12. Okay. You guys walk. Some of you more quiet than others. You reach the end and then you talk back to the beginning. Cool. Was worth a shot. And yeah. not worth that natural 20, but okay. I'm going to go pick a flower. Okay. You pick a flower and then the one grows back in its place. You're holding this red flower. Yeah. And then I'm going to try and walk to the end of the path. With the flower. With a flower. Yeah. You walk to the end of the path, these red petals facing you as you're walking, uh, and you reach the end holding this flower and then you're stuck back to the beginning. Come on, man. I throw the flower down and I stomp on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, uh, sure. Yeah, you throw down the flower and as you throw it down, it lands and you see that this flower is actually multicolored. One of the sides is red and the other side is green. Hmm. So if you're looking at it from hmm. where you are walking, it is red. The other side of it, it is green. I turn around and, and walk the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're smart. So, like, you're walking backwards? Yeah. You're so smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Brian, uh, you turn and you see your companions behind you and you see from this angle um, these green bulbs lining the side and you walk the 50 feet and reach the end and just keep walking. (gasps) Hey! I yell, hey guys, this way. Nice. Turn around and start backpedaling. Yep. We're gonna walk backwards. (laughs) You guys all... Backpedal uh, and I you will make take the, the the rose that's floating behind me in the mage hand and I'll <laughs> pick it up and keep it and I'll put it in my bag. Yep, you tuck away this little multicolored rose yeah. and you continue on and you see this structure getting closer and closer to you until you are standing in front of a very very tall structure. This castle almost looks like it is crystalline. It is like these jagged edges uh, and this reflective carapace on the front. Uh, And you see like these balustrades and these uh, these turrets. And as you look closely, you can see like little tabaxi cat knights marching back and forth on on the top (laughs) along the turrets. And you see there is a large door at the front of the castle. Um, I say we just go for it, right? Yeah. I I mean, so far, our survival rate's 100%. Yeah. I mean, like Cecil said, we can't go home, so we might as well go big. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. True. Well, you ready for the majors? Because you're about to be called up. Ugh. Top of the order. Yeah. I guess I can try. All right, dude. You can do it. Okay. Karlik reaches out, knocks on the doors, and this slight little tink-tink against the crystalline (laughs) surface But you hear, like, on the other side, there's, like, this echo through this cavernous structure. The door, like, ever so slightly creaks open, and you see this 
little cat on the other side and goes, Oh my God. You, you're, you're, you're here to cook, right? You finally got here? Yep. Get this man to a kitchen stat. And with that, class is dismissed. Oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Hall and Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thank you so much for listening to this session of D Hall and Dragons. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see a five-star review from you on whatever platform you are listening, and uh, we would love to hear what you're thinking about the show as well, and we would love it even more if you would share it with a friend. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is done by the amazingly, incredibly talented Carlina Alvarez. Link to her stuff is in the description as well. If you're not checking it out, you are missing out. I promise you. Until next time, if you're someone that has a bit of trouble focusing when you're studying, I would highly recommend pulling up some lo-fi hip-hop beats to chill and study to. I know it's such a meme, but they really do help. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session. I was about to say I disguised myself as Gordon Ramsay for a sec, but I think I might. Oh my God. I think I might hold off on that. I think I might save that. Keep that in my back pocket. Hey, man, if you change, I'm Nigella Lawson all the way. So let's go. I'm going to be Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Jimmy.